Sorry, go on. I was just going to say Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Is there a song or is that the band? Happy Mondays. I think I'll, I think that's a band, isn't it? That is a band, yeah. There might be a song though. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. That's not a song though, is it? Well, it is a song, but I mean, it's a theme tune. Is it? What's it for? Um, For a programme. That I've never watched. Called, I don't know. Was it like an 80s one? It's yeah, it wasn't our time. I was it called Happy Days? I bet it oh, was. Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah, Sunday Monday Happy Days, Tuesday Wednesday Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, it was Happy Days. I think it was anyway. I felt I'm missing a trick there if it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, there's another one as well. What? Craig David. What? Met for a drink on Monday. I don't know the lyrics though. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. I can't even like I mean that's a song that I really know, but I can't even think how it goes. Um Happy Days is an American television sitcom that aired from 1974 to 1984. There we go then. So it was way before we were born. Yeah. Uh, and then what do I need now? Craig David. Why can't I get any of the words in my head? Lyrics. What was the song called, John? It's Seven Days. It was, yeah. Uh, so. Just give me a line. I think I've got it if I get a line. Uh, I can't because there's so many pop-ups I have to accept <laughs> so many cookies which sounds so much better than it actually is. <laughs> Oh, cookies. Monday. I have a slight obsession with cookies at the moment. Have we talked about this on the podcast yet? Yes. Have we? Yes. Right, well, just an update. We're still obsessed. <laughs> still obsessed. Um, I don't know what this... Why Why my pregnancy has given me such strong cookie cravings, but it's insane. I am mm. the cookie monster. It's fantastic. I'm um, having a great time. But new favourite ones, dairy milk caramel. Oh, you are welcome. I'd just change your life if you've not had them before. I remember when I was in Asda the other week, no, Sainsbury's, and uh, that woman looked at you and I was like, oh, are they for, for, you, for you or for them? And I was like, nope, they're for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want cookies. Um, they actually were as well. It wasn't me who wanted them. Monday, yes. took her for a drink on Tuesday. You're going to make a love by Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. I met this girl on Monday. <laughs> you are all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was already singing it. It was just us that wasn't. It, I reckon it's definitely one of them as well because I do it. I proper like not out loud, but like get annoyed when people don't get things right like that. Like, come on, you must know the lyrics. It's really hard. Just sing it. Yeah, well. Oh, on the spot. That's gonna be my on the spot question. <laughs> Is it what are the Craig David lyrics yeah. seven days? You're historically terrible with lyrics as well. I aren't won't you? remember by the time we get to the end of that. No, you won't. Yeah. No. What did I sing wrong the other day? I got on, there was a new one for lyrics. You have to that narrow it down because there's a lot that you get wrong. No, there's not. Mainly 99%. You caught me out on one the other day. It was on the radio and I was like, oh, is it? it was that Ella Hen- the new Ella Henderson one. And what is the lyric? It's something about a phone. Heaven. Oh, yeah, if heaven had a phone line. Yeah, and I was singing If I Ever Felt Like or something. Yeah, If I Ever Felt Like. Once again, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to uh, apologise for ruining everyone's bank holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely believe I've probably got the worst voice in the world. (laughs) Like, genuinely, I've never heard anyone sing as bad as me. No, like, sometimes if you sing really deep, like, I feel like you're made for a baritone choir. I I definitely said that before, but... I think you were made for for a baritone choir. That's a big shout to say, that's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the wrong job, Phil. You should be <laughs> lead vocalist in a baritone choir. I don't think they exist. I meant like a bar. Oh. I think a baritone's like the really deep person in the oh, choir. Oh, I should be the lead baritone-er 
of a choir. Baritona. Yeah. What do you do? I'm a baritona. Baritona. <laughs> uh, I believe that uh, Nicola's in a choir, so and she listens to the podcast, so maybe she can inform us what baritona is, and maybe you could do a little audition for her. Well, that's something that's never going to happen. <laughs> I would hate to ruin Nicola's life. <laughs> <laughs> by by I think Beth just joined the choir as well. Brilliant. So you got two options there. If, if Nicole won't take you, Beth might. I very much doubt either of them are gonna be wanting me as their baritona. I feel like I, I would love to be in a choir. I'm not great at singing, but I love singing. You do, don't you? I really do. It gives I me so much think joy. Singing and dancing are two of the things that we should just we should say it now and we should all just agree with the fact that quality doesn't matter. Just do it. Like, you should be able to go and sing and dance. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. Like Judgment-free singing and dancing. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking more than judgment-free. It's more that there shouldn't be a level to it. Like, there should just be professional. Great, you're a pro singer or dancer. Fantastic. And then there should just be the rest of us and it's fine. Like, it's not a race. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, but like, if you if we all ran, like, it'd be obvious who the fastest was. It's the one that gets over the line the quickest. We shouldn't, like, have, like, ratings for dancing or singing. It's just, like, just go and do it and enjoy yourself. Right, that's Phil's piece for today. One of my mates got booed off stage when he did karaoke. <laughs> yeah, because didn't he pick an absolute terrible song for yeah. a marvellous night for a moon yeah, dance? It's, it's a bit it's, slow for a karaoke song, isn't it? It is when you're on the strip of a <laughs> busy... Where was we? You're on a stag do in Yeah, a, I was on a stag do in Albufeur on a busy strip. And he sang Moondance. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, you deserve to get booed off. Which is contradictory to my last point. <laughs> but it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. I don't think he listens, so you're all good. You never know. Maybe. Some of my friends messaged me and said it was a good episode, and I thank them for it. Did they? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you can tell me who they are. I will. Okay. It's not a secret, but oh, I will. I love this episode is a secret because that's in the title. Is it? The secret to me. Do you read these notes? Because I asked you to, but you're always shocked. <laughs> no, I didn't read. I'll be honest with you. I didn't read the title today. <laughs> so you don't know what the episode's about, but you know the content. I like it. Going in just like, oh, could a be about A secret anything. to making time for yourself that has nothing to do with planning. See, I did read it. Just then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on the screen. I think I did read that. I just forgot. Now the next line. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> start again. <laughs> Um, are you counting as a segue? Are we happy to start? Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Because it's now my bit. <laughs> I feel like it's gone from a really good segue to a really bad one. Yeah, you can now you drew attention to it. I know, but I love a segue. I actually like did a really good job for once then. For once? <laughs> I think you do a good job all the time, Jen. Don't I'm not tell usually you great different. at segues, am I? No. Now, the secret to making time for yourself. The reason we wanted to make it not about planning is because, well, number one, we've done a lot of podcasts on like planning and structure mm-hmm. and routine and habits and behaviours and all that. And they're all really, 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 really blooming important. In them. Like they're so important and they are strategies that do need to be used. And also, and I say this all the time, they are also strategies that we use all of the time. Every single one of them. We make sure that we try them, we test them, we use them and when they work really well, we then let you know about them, which I think is the best way to go about things mm-hmm. personally. And we could have made this about planning. We could have spoke to you about, um, we have something called the Stop, Start, Continue strategy, which is incredible for reducing overwhelm. We've got a full episode on it. It's absolutely fantastic. We could have spoke to you about daily, weekly, and monthly planning, which again, is absolutely incredible. It gives you structure. It gives you routine. Really beneficial on a bank holiday as well, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, we could have talked to you about daily non-negotiables, which again, something that we use, especially on a bank holiday, by the way. We've actually mm-hmm. just put out, or Jen's just put out a client podcast about that and about creating non-negotiables, things that you just basically 
uh, do every day. They're like two to three non-negotiables to give you structure, to make sure you've got time for yourself. We could have spoke to you about the must-do, can-do strategy, which again, we absolutely love. It's, it's as simple as creating three things that you must do and then a list of things that you can do if you get time. So again, it helps create time for yourself. And we could have done like a two, three, four-hour podcast on that. Like we literally could have easily done that. The problem is, and this is something that we notice a lot with 99.99% of people, is that although all of these strategies are absolutely incredible and have literally changed the lives of people, like they've literally said to us that that strategy itself has completely changed life, none of them will work unless you do this one thing. Believe you deserve the time. I feel like I lost my voice there and I feel like you might have had to turn the volume up, so I'm going to say it again a bit louder. Believe you deserve the time because it's that important. You deserve me to turn my volume up for that. Um, because if you don't believe that you are worth that time, then you're going to fall in the trap of self-sabotage where you plan things in, but you find reasons to not do things. You put other things first, you prioritise other things, you just run out of time. Like You, you find kind of excuses to do oh, yeah, but this is the thing that's got to get done. This is more important. This is this, 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 this. It's always something else. <laughs> or we procrastinate on things until you genuinely don't have time. So that thing that you could have done in, like, 10 minutes suddenly takes you an hour, and then you're like, oh, well, I didn't have time to do X, Y, Z. And the blunt truth is, until you believe that you are worth the time, you will not make the time. Sorry for being dead blunt on a bank holiday Monday, but... <laughs> it's, it's a fact. It is a fact, isn't it? And I think one of the hardest things about this is, and we've been there, you sometimes don't see it, so you do genuinely believe you don't have the time. You you do yeah. genuinely put it down to time. So there'll be... you. I know that there will be a lot of people listening now going, no, you don't understand me. You, you clearly don't understand me because I, I don't have the time. And the amount of times we get told by people mm. like, oh my God, I genuinely for such a long time believe... I believed I didn't have the time. I told myself I didn't have the time. And if you'd have asked me, like, hand on heart, have you got the time? I would have said no. Like, I genuinely didn't believe it until I started to apply some of the things that we're going to chat about today in this episode. And then I recognised I did have the time, but as Jen said, I was self-sabotaging. I was like, I was finding reasons to to not do certain things. Like, oh, I, I will do it later. I'll definitely do it later. And then, like, a month's passed and you've still not done it. And can I be completely honest here? Like, we have worked with ladies who sometimes have even come in and I've been like, how the heck are we going to find time for this person? <laughs> like, genuinely, like, single mums with two kids, ladies who are travelling all over the world for their jobs, like, working 14-hour days. Like, we have worked with some of the time-poorest of people. Mm-hmm and found a way to help them find time. Yes, I'm not denying that for some people it's really, 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 really challenging depending on your lifestyle to actually find time to do some of these things. But ultimately, when you believe that you are worth it, you find a way. 100%. Have a think, in fact, before we go to the strategies and stuff, have a think about like the last time you actually did anything for yourself. Because if it was years ago, you must have had like five minutes in the last few years. You must have, it's been years. But if you've not done anything for years, even you know now, thinking back to that, like, hang on a minute. So the last time I had, like, a bubble bath and read a book was, like, 10 years ago. Pretty sure I had 20 minutes in the last 10 years. Hmm. Like, I must have. Like, I, I, like just 
the law of averages tells us that at some point you've had some time somewhere, like it must have just happened. And yet, because you've not believed that you're worth the time, you haven't made the time to make it happen. And usually what we say is, a common one, what I'll do is I'll do it when. Mm. And then we attach a thing on the end. And again, well, there's another, always a when though, isn't yeah, there? It's a level of self-sabotage that like, I'll do it when. What do you mean? Well, I can't do it this week or next week, but the week after might be a little bit quieter. It's like you plan your week. Mm -hmm. So you define how quiet it is. You know, as Jen said, we've worked with some of the biggest, busiest people on this planet. And it is possible. It is achievable, but it starts with belief. And it really does start with belief because, like, it starts with looking at things in a different way, thinking about things in a different way understanding how you can start to believe that you're worth the time. So we're going to run through a few different ways that you can start to do that. That might be a little bit more kind of, it's probably a different way of thinking about it and a probably different way of thinking about believing you're worth it. 100%. Because just to be really clear, the way that you believe that you're worth it isn't you just go, yeah, I believe I'm worth it and I'll crack this on now. This is it. I right. am good. It is a process. And step one to that process is something that we love, which is daily gratitude. Now, daily gratitude is as, it's not always easy, but it's as simple as just writing down something you're grateful for. It can be one thing, it can be three things. We're not a big fan of rules, so we don't say you have to do a minimum of X, but writing down three things that you're grateful for, we often find almost forces you to create the time to do it. So it's yeah. like, if I'm just going to write down one thing and then disappear. It's like, has there been any time spent on that? Whereas if you say three or five, it means you do have to sit with it for a little bit and actually think about some things that you are grateful for. And my favourite thing about this strategy is it is actually as simple as just sitting down and writing it down. It's not like you don't have to go anywhere or do anything specific or spend any money or, you know, sit with something for an hour. It can be as simple as grabbing a pen and paper and writing down three things you're or grateful for. Or even the notes on your phone. Notes on your phone, yeah. Makes I like to come easier. away from technology if possible, but you're absolutely right. Like, it's if you can't grab a pen and paper, just type it in the notes on your phone. Simple as that. And you just write it as simple as you would write anything else as a sentence. I am grateful for. Insert thing that you're grateful for. I sorry to interrupt, but I, I remember I used to find this really difficult to write three, and now I fill a box full every single day. It's like anything; you're training a muscle. Like when you start doing something, let's be honest, you're a beginner. You're not going to be great mm -hmm. at it. That's what a beginner is: someone who's never done it before. And of course, naturally, we have people have you know beginners' luck is a thing. Some people start doing something; they're just really good at it at the beginning. Is what it is. If you're one of those people that that isn't happening to, doesn't matter. Sit with it. Take a bit of time. And the reason this works so well is because quite often, well, number one, you're creating time for yourself. So you're actually doing something for yourself straight away, so you're proving to yourself that you can make time for yourself, which is really beneficial. Number two, and this is the main reason that it works, is because with daily gratitude, it's allowing you to uh, accept and be almost kind of, well, grateful, of course, but you're giving yourself permission to be happy with what's going on right now. Because quite often when we are trying to find time for ourselves, as we said before, we create this idea of I will do it when, and we create a time in the future. When you can be really grateful for the present and the things that you've got, what it does is it builds up that self-belief in yourself that you are capable of doing things. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm feeling more grateful for where I'm at. I'm feeling more grateful for what I've got. It builds up that self-belief inside you that you can then go and do things for yourself to actually prioritize your own health. Whereas previously if you're not feeling like you're grateful for where you're at you'll constantly put things in the future like oh, i'll do it in the future and it's because right now you don't potentially believe in yourself to do it that you're putting it into the future because you kind of hope that future you does even though you know deep down future you won't unless you take action and this is a form of taking action and just actually putting something into place that is really quick really simple and you can start your day with it you can end your day with it 
never known anybody do it in the middle of the day, but I'd imagine you could do it that way. But I think starting or ending your day or starting and ending your day with it can be really, really powerful. Mm, and I think kind of linked to that in loose ways, affirmations. Mm-hmm. And one of my absolute favourites is um, I'm enough, I'm good enough, I'm good enough as I am. Some kind of version of that. Because I think for me when I started, just to kind of be clear, when I started writing that down, I didn't necessarily believe it as such. But it was my kind of thing that always stopped me from doing stuff was that underlying belief that was there that I wasn't good enough. And what happens is when you start... So for me, I process information when I write it down. Other people, it might be different. You may have heard me talk about this before, but you might be saying it out loud. You might be recording yourself so you can listen back to it. Like whatever it is for you. But I used to write it down like every morning over and over again. And what it did was it put it at the front of my mind so that when I was found with like a challenging situation in the day where I was maybe not doing something, mine always comes back to like um, feeling like I'd not done enough was was always mine, like I needed more, I needed to do more. Because that phrase was at the forefront of my mind, it was easier to kind of catch those thoughts and be like, okay, no, I am good enough because, and then I could list all the things that I had done. So that was kind of a really nice way for me to just improve my self-worth by just telling myself that actually I was doing a really good job. Like I was doing a lot of things and acknowledging those things that I was doing, it built me up. And I think there's so many other ways that you can build yourself up and show yourself that same level of respect. Like we've got um, a little body respect checklist. We've talked about it before. It's the best way to redefine what self-care looks like essentially by thinking about things like actually do you put clothes on that fit you in the morning do you eat regular meals across the day to nourish your body do you move in a way that feels good do you speak to yourself kindly all these little things that you can do that are a really really strong level of self-care that actually don't take up tons of time because they're just part of things that you can work in as part of your day-to-day routine but actually allow you to start seeing that you are worth taking the time to then do other things within your day, um, which I think is really, really powerful. So I think those two go like kind of nicely hand in hand. 100%. And number three, as we know, one of the best ways to build belief is to find evidence that something is true. Now, when you're in a position where your mind is thinking negatively, it's very easy to go and find negative things. We all do it when we're in a low mood, when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling anxious, whatever it might be. When we are in that low state, what happens is we go and seek proof that that is true. Now, one of the downsides of time strategies, if you like, or time planning structure is that when we are feeling in a low mood, we don't actually believe we can stick to it. So even if it's a something something that's kind of like, uh, not straightforward, but something that we've done before, like go and doing 10,000 steps, like we know in the past that we've done it. So therefore we know we are capable. When we're in our low mood, we will tell ourselves we're not capable. Even though we've proved that we've done it. Like we've literally done it in the past, but it's like, oh, I still can't do it. Even though you know your body is physically capable of doing it. That's why it can be really, really important to use strategy three, which is to start smaller than you actually believe you think you need to do. So it can be as small as just doing something for 10 seconds. Because what happens is it reminds our brain that we're capable. Because if you're struggling, you are going to believe you can't do it. If you're in a low mood, you're going to believe it is impossible. If you are feeling tired, if you are feeling stressed, you're going to genuinely tell yourself, I can't do 10,000 steps today. I can't do it. It's physically impossible for me to go and do that. Whereas when you're in a positive mood, when you're in a a high state, when you are feeling good, when you are feeling like you are capable of doing things, what happens is you go and do more than you ever believed you was capable of doing. 
because you could do 10,000 steps anyway, if we're staying on that kind of subject. You could do it anyway, you knew you could. But when you were in that really positive state, that highly motivated, ready to go, ready to get stuff done, you end up doing about 15,000 because you start doing something then realize you're capable of doing more. So the simple way to apply this strategy is to think, what is it that I need to do? So it might be planning your meals for the week. It might be um, exercising. It could be going for a walk. Whatever that thing is, do 10 seconds of it and set a timer. And when that timer goes off, stop doing it. Because what you'll then prove to yourself is, hang on a minute, this is actually a lot easier than I thought. So go for a 10 second walk. Start planning your meals for 10 seconds. Do 10 seconds of exercise. You'll be like, I can actually do this. Like This is so much easier. Because what you realize is that the actual task itself is just one second repeated itself over and over and over again. And it is something that you are more than capable of doing. And once you've done that, you can then build upon it. So look back at that 10 seconds of walking you did. How was that? Well, it was really simple and straightforward. And yeah, I'm fine. Go and build upon it then. Go and do a minute. And then go do 10 minutes. And then go and do half an hour. And before you even know it, your watch is buzzing. You've done 10,000 steps without even thinking or trying because you believe that you could do it because you did the small amount of it. Because whether, you know, I don't like oversimplifying everything, but 10,000 steps is literally one step repeated 10,000 times. And you can do one step, so therefore you can do 10,000. You know that you can do it, but right now you might not believe that you can do it. And so it's really important that you start really small. And if you're like, oh, it's not small enough, go smaller. If you're like, oh, minutes too long, do 30 seconds. If that's too long, do 10 seconds. Make it small enough that you're like, doesn't even feel worthwhile doing. Well, if it doesn't feel worthwhile doing, then you can definitely do it. If you're like, that's too easy, now you're self-sabotaging. Now you're getting in your own way because 10,000 steps was too hard. One minute isn't enough. Now you can see that you're putting the wall up. Now you can see that you're being like, hang on a minute, I'm just not letting myself do anything here. That's when we can then start to build belief in ourselves and move once we've started to do small amounts of it. Yeah, I feel like we're getting really blunt in the, in the, in the deep stuff today. Swimming in the deep, rolling in the deep, some may say. Some may, some, Adele would. Some may. Oh, you got that before, mate. Adele would sing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of singing today as well. Yeah. Uh, wish I hadn't done that one because that was really painful to listen to. How do you know? I had a great time. <laughs> um, this one is going to be hard to hear for some of you. Uh, like really difficult to hear, so brace yourselves. But it is thinking about actually can you break down the wall that you are currently putting up for yourself? Because uh, are you currently telling yourself something that is stopping you from actually making that time for yourself what is that story? For example, I have no exercise. I have no time to exercise because I'm a mum. I can't tell you the amount of mums that we work with who find a way to make it work. Like I've I've worked with so many different types of mums in so many different types of situations in so many types of different jobs. Who, yes, okay, so maybe it took longer than others to figure out how to make it work for them, but we've always found a way. And. I think one of the bigger ones, one of the biggest ones that you can do is instead of saying things like, I've no time to exercise because I'm a mum, I've got a thousand, a million, one things to do, etc., etc., is a lovely reframe because I know all you mums out there want to be incredible role models is exercise will help me to become a positive role model for my kids. It changes your why. And that is just one example. There's so many different ones. Oh, I just can't because like my job is just ridiculously busy. It's so demanding. Like, like I said before, I, I've worked with like women from all kinds of different backgrounds. 
it's not a case you can't do it it's just maybe you can't do it in the way that you're currently trying to do it and that that largely isn't your fault because like if you've done plans or programs or things in the past that have just expected you to just do it one way and your lifestyle it just doesn't fit with that which is how a lot of ladies come to us feeling like well I've tried loads of stuff in the past and and, and I can't I've not got the time because I'm I'm of this this and this but that's because it was just a one-size-fits-all approach like that doesn't mean it's not possible for you it's just maybe you have to do it a different way than you have done it in the past and I think by being able to reframe that and go right okay maybe the reason I believe that is just because stuff that I've tried in the past didn't fit with my lifestyle because I do have a more demanding lifestyle that requires me more time more headspace to go into various different things but that doesn't mean that you don't have the time it just means we need to get creative with the time that you do have 100% so to recap there are so many different ways that you can plan create structure routines habits like probably an endless amount we find new ways every single week however none of them are going to work until you believe you're worth that time you can do things like daily gratitude body respect checklist that we can send across affirmations start really small or reflect on the wall that's been put up and help yourself to break it down doing those things are then going to allow the strategies to work don't get it the wrong way around if you do the strategy first before you believe in yourself that's where you're going to keep beating yourself up and being like why is this not working it must be the strategy when actually in reality it's more of a mindset shift that needs to happen by doing that the strategy will just work 100 times better and will work forever that's the main difference here you won't keep hitting walls because you won't keep self-sabotaging and you won't keep procrastinating on it it will happen because you believe you're worth it and therefore you'll get it done yes time for you to put me on the spot you better not be asking me that question that we spoke about in the week what was it okay go do it might be what was it um if you could ask reggie one question what would it be because i already answered that one so it's no fun what did you say can't remember. <laughs> oh, can I show No. I really like that question as well. Thank you. It was a good discussion. Oh, I feel like it's better than mine. I asked it and then I was like, oh, that would have been a good podcast question. Wish I'd saved that. Mm. Um, no, give me the actual question that you had. Okay, so if you could ask Reggie one question. No. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> but that's a great question. No. If you could have one conversation with Reggie, no. what would it be about? <laughs> give me a question you actually picked. Uh, if you had to pick. Yeah. Uh, three celebrities yeah. to go to dinner with. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick? Yeah. What meal would you order? Oh. And what drink would you have? Wow, that's two. That's it. That's like three questions in one. Want to know about your evening? Greg James. Right. Is that two different people? Greg and James. No. Who's the third one? <laughs> you know. I know. You know. Greg James. Yeah. Because he's great and he's funny. He and is. he's got a good music taste, so he'd probably put a good play- playlist on. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. He'd be good uh, company. Yeah. He would. He's also really good at conversations, right, so he'd keep the conversation. Yeah, James. I love Greg James. Yeah, I didn't ask for why, I just want to know. Really. I remember at uni, it was at back in the day of propaganda, mm-hmm. and I was hyped. Still talking about Greg James? Got a picture of him. Right. With him, sorry. Brilliant. I love him. Um, Fantastic. More than you. I know my place. <laughs> Greg uh, James, if you're listening, stop listening. Yeah, Greg James, that'd mm. be one. Um... Who would my others be? Just one person. No, I said three. Yeah, no, but like... Right. Um, You can't pick a band, because that's like five people. (laughs) Greg James. Um, 
this is too much to think about in one question. I wish you hadn't asked me this question. Well, I asked you another one. You didn't like that either. Oh, Has anybody like listen like binge listened to the podcast and noticed oh. that Jen doesn't like the on the spot bit? Because <laughs> every week when I ask an on the spot, well, every other week Jen says, "Oh, you've put me on the spot." Yeah, that's what it's about. Right. Maybe I'm just gonna pick all Radio One DJs. Jordan North. No, Ethan oh. Cotton. She's Radio Two, isn't she? Well, she is now. All right. But she was my idol for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You look a bit like Ethan like Cotton. Honestly, God, someone told me that like. In fact, several people have told me that, and it made my life every time. Mm. Um, I just love Fern Cotton, always have. Um, I think I, think I take Fern Cotton. She's just amazing. Again, great music taste. Went a little bit wayward for a while with her dress sense, but I always used to love her dress sense. Mm. Um, I actually, for my 18th birthday, went personal shopping for my dress for my outfit and said, I would like to look like Fern Cotton, please. <laughs> so you got a great um, James Fern Cotton. I got a, a fringe table. once because Fern Cotton got a fringe. It's a good table so far. And she's like big into mental health and cooking, so maybe she could cook the meal. <laughs> she's big into mental health and cooking. Yeah, she could cook the meal and then... We it's just all... weird that those two were together, like... Yeah. But they're also pals as well, so maybe I'd feel like a third wheel. Oh, wait, fourth person. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Interesting that I picked two Radio 1... Well, Radio 1. You may as well look at Radio 3 DJ now. <laughs> Is Radio 3 a thing? Yeah, it's Radio 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, I think. Is that? I think so, yeah. It's like BBC 1, 2, ITV, Channel 4, BBC 1, 2. Is that Um, how it works? And then my third person. Who would my third person be? Um, Maybe David Attenborough. Oh, big answer. Well, I just feel like he's like old and wise and he would offer a lot of lessons in life and he could tell me lots of things about animals and that would interest me um, you do like and animals. his voice is really soothing it is he could read you a bedtime story yeah that's that's a strange little mix isn't it no that's a solid table you greg james fern cotton and david attenborough I yeah. watch that. If that I was don't on know TV. if I've just gone for David Attenborough because Greg James does a really good impression of David Attenborough. Though. I'd like to <laughs> and see that. Was that. In my mind. I'd like to see Greg James and David Attenborough together whilst Greg James does an impression of him. I think that's happened. I want to see David Attenborough's impression of Greg James. As well. <laughs> I feel like I could have done better, but under pressure, I think that's what I'm going with. And you've been trying to do an impression of Fern Cotton for years. No. Like the way that you look, the way that you dress. No. Your fringe, the way yeah. you eat, you brought out a podcast because she had a podcast. <laughs> you know, so and cotton. I she, to be fair, her book Happy really changed my life. Oh, if you're listening, fair. It actually did because I remember reading that, and that was the first time I really understood the depression, mm. and felt like seen, and that I wasn't alone in the way that I felt. Seen in a good way. Yeah, seen in a good yeah. way. Yeah, it was really like the probably I think it was the first like self helpy type book that I ever read, and I was like. Oh my goodness, other people feel like this. <laughs> it was a really weird experience for me. Um, anyway, what was the other bit of the question? Cooking. What would you order to eat and what would you order to drink? What would I specifically order? Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, just for yourself. Oh. Just don't know what meal you'd have. You have to be careful in front of celebrities. You can't order a spag barley, cover yourself in it. Uh, pizza. Oh, yeah. You love a pizza, don't you? I do love a pizza. What pizza? Margarita. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong. Margarita and pepperoni are the two best. Like, standard, basic, I simple. always go margarita. I genuinely think that people who get more than, like, pepperoni or margarita are just trying to chase happiness <laughs> from the wrong places. You just offended a heck of a lot of people, though. Well, just think about it, though. Like, how much better do you make a pizza than just a standard pizza? You can't. Stop putting more on it. Just mm. have it as it is. Controversial. 
Also correct though. I would agree. Correct. I honestly love Maggie pizza. I just think I've had like meat feast before, and it's like there's so much on this pizza, and number one, I can't even pick it up because like you lift it with a crust and it all just flops down, mm. and all the meat falls off. Nice one. Good point. I've That's why I don't like as the pizza's too much topping. Yeah, I just just want a normal amount of topping, and I'm happy. Yeah. So you having a pizza? You having to drink? You're not pregnant at this point. I think I'd have a glass of chilled rosé wine. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Right, Jen doesn't really drink rosé wine chilled ever, like literally ever. I started getting into it just before I was pregnant. You had I a think. few glasses before you got yeah. pregnant, that was it. And since then, that's all you've spoken about. It's not all I've spoken about, it's just that I've not really missed alcohol while I've been pregnant at all. And the only times I've wanted alcohol, all I've wanted is a chilled glass of rosé wine. But like we were sat in the garden the other week, just like, oh, I'd love a chilled glass of rosé. I'm like, why? <laughs> you you wouldn't have want, wanted one nine months ago, but now all of a sudden you do. It's mad. It is really weird because like I wasn't a rosé. I think it is because rosé suddenly became popular again, didn't it? Did. It made a comeback. Well done yeah. to rosé. It did. I think uh, Whispering Angel. What? Whispering Angel was what, what brought it back. Whispering Angel. <laughs> You're not an angel. What? I thought you were trying to be a whispering angel. I am? No. Um, yeah, so Rosie made a comeback, and I think I was really getting into it because hmm. um, it didn't kick my IBS off because I got into red wine and then I started kicking my IBS off, and I was like, for goodness sake. Hmm. Um, and so I quite liked a chilled glass of rose wine. Hmm. Was getting into it. Then I got pregnant. And then that, I think that's the only thing that I've... Re- I've not even... I think it's just been a couple of times where, like, that one in the garden, and then we went out for a meal, and I saw someone with a glass of rosé, and I was like, oh... Well, I'd love a glass of rosé. I'd love a glass of rosé. Oh. So, I think what I'm going to do is just have a glass of rosé once the babies are here. Well, like straight away, as soon as they're out. Yeah, <laughs> like in the hospital bed. Yeah, I'll, bring, I'll put it in your hospital bag if you want. No, because I was like... When we went on our antenatal course, they were like, Ooh, what's your treat? What's your treat for, like, what you want? I was like, don't know. Not much. Like, not really miss much that much. I said I wanted a coffee and five minutes peace and quiet, and everyone laughed at me. <laughs> I was like, it's what you'll all be wanting. You're all laughing now. But fast forward, when you've all had the kids, guarantee you all just want a coffee in five minutes. Yeah. But I, like, I, I honestly didn't have an answer to that. And since then, my little few moments around rosé have popped up so i, I think like rosé might fill the gap everyone just gave the generic answers oh, i want a bath so. no they didn't they wanted red wine and cheese board that's what they were saying in the bath did they say in the bath yeah and i was like it's just a cheese in the bath so. sounds dressed like i know i just feel like if I, chaotic I, especially if you have a crumbly cheese oh yeah i don't want crumbly cheese in my bubble bath imagine a cre- creamy lancashire in the bath oh no i don't <laughs> want to waste it thing is if you drop a creamy lancashire on your top you can just eat it still even on the floor, as long as it's not there too long. If you can't eat creamy Lancashire that's been in water. Yeah. Not with bubbles on Although, it. Although, it is Christmas. It's not. Just after, no, oh, just right. after I've had <laughs> so the babies. It's literally August, Jim. So, hit me with all the meats and cheeses. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I've not really missed it because it's been summer, like, you don't really have, like, meats and cheeses over summer, do not you? Not really, no. It's a winter board, isn't it? Yeah, so, mm. like, hit me with all that. I'll be ready Literally, throw it at you. Yeah. Fantastic. You heard it here first. I'm allowed to throw cheese at Jen. Where? Meat and cheese. Yeah. When the babies are here. Yeah. That sounds like a great night in though. Meat, cheese, you can have the rose ale, have some red. Great yeah. night. Bubble bath. Creamy Lancashire. Creamy Lancashire. And then change for your nappies, win win. I don't even love creamy Lancashire that much. My grandma just always used to have a creamy Lancashire and she used to make me a little cheese butty with a creamy Lancashire. Brown bread, bread creamy Lancashire. Grated it up. Cut it into quarters. Boom. That red last That was my little snack good. when I got in. You should have cut it into triangles. It would have tasted better. 
Oh, I don't know because my grandma always got it into quarters. Never ate a sandwich in quarters other than at my grandma's. Really? The quarters is quite small, isn't it? Tiny. It's just oh, that one bite. Actually, though, I suppose when you cut into triangles, you do cut into quarters, but oh, a square do, quarter yeah. seems so much smaller than a triangle quarter. That's yeah, a fact. A squarter is definitely <laughs> smaller than a triangle. <laughs> Squangle. Squangle. I'd rather have a squangle. I never thought of that. When you cut it into triangles, yeah. you still cut it into quarters, don't you? Yeah, but it's it looks four. so much bigger. So much more, yeah. You feel like you get so much more sandwich. Because mm-hmm. if I went to a, like a buffet and they would cut like into squares, I'd be like, what is that? It's tiny. But your standard is you cut it into triangles. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll do it. Host a buffet and cut everyone's into squares no, and see like, what they you, say. We'll both make a sandwich today. All you right. cut yours into squares, I'll cut mine into triangles and we'll look at them both and see which looks bigger. You just want a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> and what I'll do is I'll eat both and tell you which one fills me up the most. <laughs> Because I do just want a sandwich. I'm also, really craving a sandwich this now. is completely changed topic, but I woke up in the middle of the night and basically we put all the stuff... You didn't make yourself a sandwich, did you? No. Good, because you never made me one. All the stuff from the nursery while I've been decorating the nursery has been in our bedroom. Hmm. And we cleared it all back into the nursery and like tidied everything because it's almost done. Um, we just wanted it out of the bedroom. But the car seats were in two giant boxes and we put them at the end of the wardrobe, which is right next to my bed. So I got up out of bed last night with two cardboard boxes in my face and absolutely pooped my pants. What? Because it just terrified me. I, like... Can I just say, you started that with going off on a tangent. I think that's the most anyone... Sorry, going off on a different subject. That's the most anyone's ever gone off on a different subject. <laughs> like, usually there's a little bit of like... I can see why that took you there, even though it's a different subject. That couldn't be further from what we were just talking about. Welcome to my brain. We've gone from square butties to having a poo in the middle of the night because you saw a box. <laughs> like, I don't even know... I didn't actually go on a poo, just to clear that up. Well, no, because you'd already done it when you saw the boxes. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Because I looked up, and in the conservatory window, there's a pipe, and the pipe looks a bit like a face. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that reminds me. When I woke up in the night last night, it was almost like there was someone stood in the corner. Anyway, <laughs> I think we need to end this podcast. Not for good, I just mean this episode. Again, welcome to my brain. Wow, what a place. This is what it's like all the time. I've spent long enough there, I think. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Go and enjoy yourself a triangle butty. Yeah, or get yourself a nice little square, square cotton butty. <laughs> And go get yourself a dairy milk caramel cookie to have on the side as well. If you if you cut it into squares and then cut those squares into triangles, you're gonna feel like you've got Whoa. Like the biggest butty ever. Borrowers, <laughs> borrowers sandwich. Borrowers. Why did no one cut the? No, not the borrowers. The borrowers sandwich. No, <laughs> Phil thought that the borrowers. Bearing in mind that the whole entire film of the borrowers is based around the fact that they steal stuff and make their home out of. Aren't they tiny home though? Yeah, so, so they borrow into an house before they borrow. <laughs> borrow stuff. Phil mm. thought it was they were called the burrowers because they burrowed into the ground. The burrowing borrowers. <laughs> they do burrow through. Anyway, have a lovely day, whatever day it is for you, whatever time of day it is for you. Enjoy whatever is left of it. Enjoy your sandwich. <laughs> Bye.